0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
1: The Minnesota Vikings found their next head coach. The Washington Commanders has well a ring to it. And what can we make of the Philadelphia 76ers? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
2: Searching all major sports found let's start with the biggest story
1: the Minnesota Vikings are reportedly set to hire their next head coach and it will not be the big fish rumored over the last few days Jim Harbaugh it will be Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell joining me now from locked on Vikings Luke Braun and Luke this all came together rather quickly what can you tell us uh, about the the finalists here and how this all came together
3: Sure. I I think after Patrick Graham finished his interview on Tuesday, then I think they had kind of, they they all huddled and got together and made their decision. All right, we want Harbaugh, but if not Harbaugh, we're going with O'Connell. They had done all their interviews. So that's when they kind of, so they had that decision in the bag already. Um, And then Jim Harbaugh came in. It sounds like there wasn't an offer and that Jim Harbaugh declined, said, or was, you know, said, sounds like both sides said no to each other. Um, and for whatever reason, maybe that'll come out over years and years from now, or probably we'll never know. Um, but probably something to do with how mercurial and inconsistent Jim Harbaugh is. We all know him as a guy that changes his mind all the time. He changed his mind. And maybe that idea too, they never got to an offer. So that never happened, even though they spent all day with him. And then they go to the guy that they would have wanted if Harbaugh had never uh, been an option, which is Kevin O'Connell.
1: What does Kevin O'Connell bring to this team? He is another in the Sean McVay lineage. Mm -hmm. You can add guys like Matt LaFleur and Zach Taylor, who, by the way, Zach Taylor's team is playing next week in the Super Bowl. Ever heard of it? What does O'Connell bring to this Vikings team?
3: Yeah, it's a huge U-turn from what Mike Zimmer was, right? Mike Zimmer, old boomer defensive gut check guy, and now you're bringing like a young pencil neck uh, you know, scheme offensive dude. So that's what people wanted. A lot of people the whole time, the whole season with Zimmer talking about the run game and focusing on defense and all that stuff. Everybody wanted him to be, uh, wanted to replace him with somebody that was a young offensive mind. Here's your young offensive mind. He is a quarterback guy. First and foremost, he was a quarterback, then a quarterback's coach still is halfway of quarterback's coach. In even though he's got the offensive coordinator title in, in Los Angeles, he works with the quarterback, installs with the quarterback. So he's a quarterback first guy, which is either exactly what you want to foster Kirk Cousins and maybe finally put him in the surroundings that will finally make him successful after all these years. Or if you don't buy that, then he's the guy that will get his own quarterback and develop him. And then maybe we move on to this chapter. And on that angle, I have no idea what he's going to do.
1: Well, then then that makes this next question difficult. What do you think this means for the future of Kirk Cousins? Do you think it, it is more likely then that that he is the guy or less likely and and all of a sudden it's draft, it's trade, it you know whatever that part of it is and we mm-hmm. can add in by the way a new GM in all of mm-hmm. this as well.
3: Yeah. Um, so whether or not it it all depends on is he the future quarterback for you, Kevin O'Connell and Quisi and Adolfo Fomento. Like do they decide he is the guy? I don't know what that decision is, but if they decide yes, Kirk Cousins is our dude, they extend him that big forty-five million dollar cap hit, you turn a bunch of it into signing bonus, um, you get that cap hit down, you add a couple years, he's on a different contract. Um, or you trade him away to somebody else, pick your favorite QB needy team, Pittsburgh, Denver, Um, Cleveland, like pick your favorite, whoever, you know, guy that needs a team that needs a stabilizing presence at quarterback. That's what Kirk Cousins can be. Um, And then, you know, you move on from there, a team with the cap space to take on that contract. But even if cap is an issue, the Vikings could theoretically take on some of that money themselves to get more draft compensation. And then we start talking about like the economics of that and uh, like what the price point would be. But that's a much later conversation. First, you got to figure out, do we want him to be our quarterback or not? Mm-hmm.
1: That is a question that seems like Vikings fans have been struggling with for what, three, four years.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, fighting with each other about, yes, everybody has their opinion by now. Um, but I mean, yeah, is, is he the guy that can take you to the Super Bowl or is he the guy that can take you everywhere but the Super Bowl and be, you know, eight, and nine or, or seven and nine, which is they've lost nine games the last two years. Can they come over that hump? And I think depending on who you ask, you'll get different opinions. I don't know what opinion you would get if you ask Kevin O'Connell.
1: Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. The professional football team in Washington's new nickname is commanding a lot of attention. I don't apologize for that pun. Washington's team president, Jason Wright, talks about the name change coming up next.
2: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: Former Cleveland Brown head coach Hugh Jackson has accused the Browns of incentivizing losing during the two years he led the team. He said, quote, I didn't understand what the plan was. I asked for clarity because it did not talk about winning and losing until year three and four. So that told you right there that something wasn't correct, but I still couldn't understand it until I had the team that I had, Jackson said. I know what good football looks like, plays like, what they act like, And we didn't have a lot of talented players on that team at the time, he said. This comes on the heels of Brian Flores' lawsuit against the NFL and three teams for discrimination in the lawsuit. Flores alleges Dolphins owner Stephen Ross attempted to incentivize him to purposely lose games shortly after he was hired in 2019, allegedly offering Flores $100,000 for every loss that season. The Magic squeaked by the Pacers on Wednesday night. This
0: is Philip Brostenreich, the host of Locked On Magic. As the Orlando Magic to beat the Indiana Pacers 119-118, to their 12th win of the season. Yes, they're tied with the Pistons. We'll get to that later, or maybe not at all. Who cares? Um, this, to me, there is one clear sign of what good teams do. I'm not saying the Magic are a good team, but I'm saying they did something tonight that only good teams do. Good teams find a way to win when they don't have their best stuff. They find ways to win when they don't play well for three quarters. They find ways to stay in games, to keep themselves grinding, keep themselves going, to get victories. The Magic should have lost this game. They played poor defense for three quarters, or for really, for two and a half quarters maybe. They played really poorly against an undermanned Indiana Pacers team that played with a lot more energy. Magic would have gotten blown out in this game earlier this season, but to the Magic's credit, they stayed in it. They kept fighting, they kept grinding, they kept trying to find ways back in the game. They tied the game, they gave the lead back up. They got back into it. And eventually it was an 11-0 run late in the fourth quarter that finally put them over, learning some lessons perhaps from their loss to Chicago Bulls when they were unable to match a run late and, and kind of keep in the game over the final six minutes. This was a really gritty, gutsy, determined win that young teams aren't supposed to do. And yes, I know the Pacers were undermanned, and they're not a great team by record either. This is a really solid win for the Orlando Magic. And once again, something they can grow on. Maybe there is a good team in there somewhere.
1: The Islanders looked as if they were already enjoying the All Star break as the Kraken shut them out.
2: Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders here. Islanders shut out by the Seattle Kraken. Three to nothing at the UBS Arena. Just an embarrassing performance by the New York Islanders. The effort wasn't there, the hustle wasn't there. They looked disinterested and disorganized. And very simply put, when you play down to the level of an expansion team, and get shut out at your own home arena, this is just a sign that this team had one foot out the door before the All-Star break. The Islanders cannot play this kind of hockey, only get 19 shots on goal against an expansion team, and expect to have a successful season. As of today, it just looks like the Islanders don't have what it takes to get back into the playoff race this year, and this game is just the most discouraging that we've seen all season long.
1: And the Denver Broncos are rounding out their offensive game plan under new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett.
0: The Denver Broncos have made a hiring to their offensive coaching staff. Two hires to be exact one is a quarterback coach passing game coordinator and one is the official offensive coordinator I'm Cody or host of lockdown Broncos and the Broncos hires as of today now official bringing in Clint Kubiak former offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings organization he is now coming in to be the quarterbacks coach and the passing game coordinator under Nathaniel Hackett tight end coach formerly of the Green Bay Packers Justin Alton is now the offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos as well. Now, one thing we do know, head coach Nathaniel Hackett will call plays for the Broncos this season. However, he is utilizing the help of the West Coast style of offense, utilizing different guys with different strengths to help make the Broncos offense potentially good again in 2022.
1: And here's what to look for on Online: your number one spot for all your football action this season. Decent slate of college basketball on tap for your Thursday, led by the marquee matchup of the night. Number three, UCLA travels to number seven, Arizona. Bet Online likes the Wildcats in this one. Number two, Gonzaga on the road to take on San Diego. Bet Online likes Gonzaga by 21 and a half in that matchup. And Iowa is at number 16, Ohio State. The Buckeyes have drawn Bet Online's favor in this matchup, but only four and a half points. For all your sports news and scores, Bet Online has you covered. Bet Online where the game starts
2: is another story
0: you need to know
1: the washington football team will now go by the name commanders our own chris russell from the locked on commanders podcast spoke with washington team president jason wright about what's in washington's professional name change
4: all right here outside of fedex field with president jason wright the busiest man in the universe how are you
5: maybe i'm good my (laughs) team's more busy than me
4: uh washington commanders uh i think a lot of us obviously knew it was heading that way when did you make the final decision and and take me a a little bit through that process we were just
5: talking about this we can't pinpoint the day when we made the final decision because actually you know for folks to know where you see all this branding, a main logo, an alternative logo, the word mark, the way that it looks on uniforms and helmets. We did this across multiple different brands. So there were probably nine to 12 designs like this that we were looking at together and iterating over time. And at some point, the group that was, uh, that was in the room just said, do we think this is it? I think this is it. And, and, and one of the guys in the room, were, who, who's, his favorite was not commanders mm-hmm. at the beginning said, you know, this is the one that grew over time in strength. I like this more and more as we progress. And the others felt like they got weaker and weaker. The more we looked at them, the more we thought about how they would write in headlines and things like that. And said, yeah, I think this is it. And we all just sort of coalesced around it. And then it was a process of doing something momentous and of the magnitude that this fan base deserved.
4: You described at the press conference why commanders took over, and yeah. why it's important to represent this region, and what the future is all about. But for those that didn't get to hear yeah. that, can you just briefly kind of yeah, like the first absolutely. couple of things?
5: Absolutely. Yeah. There's a, there's a few things that I that I will that I will repeat ad nauseum on mm-hmm. this, and it's that commanders has a strength, a weight, and a depth that feels befitting of this 90 year old franchise. Um, it's something that broadly resonated with our fans at various different stages in the process. And it embodies the values of service and leadership that we really think characterize the DC Maryland and Virginia community more than anything else. You know, even at a caricature level, it's, you know, the federal government and leadership in that sense. But really more more truly, it's the community leaders that are driving change in these communities. It's the nonprofits that are headquartered here and trying to solve the world's biggest problems. It's our fans who have brought charity and service into their fandom like this this is representative of them washington commanders captures all of those things and that's why we landed here
4: you've reconciled already previously you know some popular name options that fans were hoping for and all that stuff you know what we're talking about wolves red wolves that type of thing to those that are still unsure to those that haven't bought in fallen in love what what message do you have to those people
5: yeah, it's, it's fine to be where you're at. It's fine to be where you're at. And even if you're still not past the rescinding of the old name, it's fine to be where you're at. Mm-hmm. Rock the gear you want to rock. We believe that this brand is strong enough that you will find yourself in it over time. That you'll see that we really mean what we're saying about the underlying values in it. And as we actually have a open and engaging process, you are gonna to get to contribute to bringing meaning to this. For example, this was picked in part because of its fit to the old fight song. Hail Victory, The Warpath, Fight for Old DC. You know, Those are things that we knew the fight song was important to bring forward into the new era of this team. That's a key connection to the history. And so we're gonna work with the fans to iterate on the hail to the Redskins song and bring it into its next iteration here in the stadium. And, and when fans get to do those sorts of things, I believe they'll build some emotional connection to this where they'll see themselves in it and eventually will fall in love as well.
1: Coming up, the Philadelphia 76ers are right up at the top in the East and have one ginormous trade chip as we head into the deadline. The question is, are they actually good? And if so, what does that mean at the trade deadline? Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. I said this the other day. I bought some of the coconut brownie again after I had them probably about a year ago and had been waiting for them to come back. I, I, it is hard for me to describe to you how good they are, and I had almost forgotten. It is They are unbelievable, and, and all of their flavors— tastes really great you just have to find your favorites but the best part is that they're they're legitimately fuel for your body in a way that can be guilt-free low in calorie low in net carb low in sugar yet high in protein and high in fiber they're the perfect thing pre or post workout even if you're not a workout person they're a great snack to have on the go a great thing to take to the airport with you or on your way to work if you're going into the office if you're not at home it is very easy to look in your cabinet and see all the, the junk maybe that you have. I always have a couple things in there that I'm like, okay, I just need a little treat. Built Bar is a great salve for that. When you do not have to reach for the chips or the cookies, you can still reach for something that tastes delicious and fuel your body right. And you can use the promo code lox 15 to get 15% off at Bilt.com.
2: Agree or disagree? This
1: is the cue of the day. Philadelphia 76ers had a chance to win six straight against the Washington Wizards last night, but they fell 106-103 for a team that is trying to figure out the best path forward this season with the looming Ben Simmons questions that continue to be asked. Joining me now from Locked On Sixers, it is Kai Carlin. And Kai, this is a team... That is a bit in search of a direction. It feels like they are playing too well to just say, "Well, we'll figure the Ben Simmons thing out later." So, what is the prudent path forward for this team right now, given the way that they are playing?
6: Well, I feel like you have to kind of stay the course at this point. Um, you, you know, you, you've waited this long on a Ben Simmons trade, right? So it's like, why not just just wait until the uh, the off season? Because we all know who they want. They you know, they want James Harden, right? Mm-hmm. So. It's just like um, you're not going to get him here at the deadline. Uh, which the deadline, I believe, is next Thursday, February 10th. So, I mean, we're coming up on it. Um, you're not going to get him at the deadline. Uh, you're not going to get, like, a franchise changer at the deadline right now because no team is really going to meet Daryl Morey's demands. Um, you know, the, the loss of the Wizards is a bad one. Let's just call it for what it is. It's a bad loss um, at home uh, coming off an emotional win against the Grizzlies and the Wizards were coming in missing Bradley Beal. Uh, they didn't have Thomas Bryan either, so they're down two starters. And the Wizards came in here, and um, and they beat the Sixers. So it's a bad loss, but um, they're still number three in the East. Um, you know, they're, they're still right there. and So I feel like this, at this point, you have to kind of just like eat this season and just move on to the offseason in terms of a potential Simmons deal.
1: That feels like a tough pill to swallow for someone like Joel Embiid, who's playing at an MVP level, for him to just say, yeah, I've dealt with injuries my whole career. I've dealt with this this teammate that I don't know if he fits perfectly with me this my whole career, and now I'm playing my butt off. We're one of the best teams in the East, and we're just not going to get better because he doesn't want to show up for work. That's got to be tough if you're Joel.
6: Yeah, that's got to be tough. I mean, from what I know, um, Joel is on board with the whole wait to see what you can get for Ben Simmons' plan, but I am sure internally that it's tough because he may be twenty seven, but with all the injuries he sustained, man, he might as well be 31, 32 yeah. You know, like with all the injuries he sustained, so it's he feels like... like
1: an old twenty seven, doesn't he?
6: Yes, yes, exactly. It's like, like it's not like he's like a some spring chicken at twenty seven. <laughs> so it's just like, like I feel like at this point, like um, it is a little disappointing. Uh, I feel like he's almost just kind of like. Uh, you got to bring somebody in here to help Joel. Right. So at this point, you're not going to get them uh, before the deadline. So you have to, again, you got to kind of eat it, um, you know, do see what you can do in, in the playoffs and, and then in the summer, try to get James Harden. And if you do, you, you team them up with Joel and you try to get next year.
1: Let's say they can get a buyout guy or two. They're not going to be able to make any sort of serious move at the deadline because, as you said, they're probably not going to be able to move Ben Simmons for a hardened level player. So what is the ceiling for this 76ers team this season? As you mentioned there, this is a top four team in the East, probably no matter what, if Joel Embiid stays healthy.
6: Yeah. I mean, depending on a matchup they, they could be an early out. And, and, and the reason why I say that is because like the East is so tight um, and just like, it's kind of been a topsy turvy year just with COVID and um, the injuries and everything else. So it's like, there's a chance in round one they could play a team like the Brooklyn Nets, right? Mm. And, um, you know, Brooklyn, we all know the Kyrie Irving situation. He's only allowed to play in road games and, and things like that. He's not allowed to play at home. He's not vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. We get it. But um, that's still a tough team. You still got Kevin Durant. He's going to be back, you know, well before the playoffs. So he's going to get be able to get himself back in a rhythm before the playoffs are. And if they play Brooklyn, I don't see how they can beat them in a seven game series, right? But then there's the Milwaukee Bucks. You could possibly play them round one. They're the defending champs. You got Giannis, Middleton, um, Lopez when he comes back, Holiday. you know, everything. And then you also you could also face the Miami Heat round one. And um, the Heat are playing incredible basketball. Um, They got Jimmy Butler. They have proven guys. They were just in the NBA finals two years ago. Uh, that would be a tough matchup. Then you got Cleveland, and, and they would probably beat Cleveland, but the Cavs would certainly give them a ton of trouble just because of the length they have, and the Sixers are a small team. And then Chicago, um, and the Bulls are a really good team. So depending on a matchup, man, this team could be out round.
1: And finally, Vanessa Bryant will be recognized as one of the leading women in sports at an event during Super Bowl week. Bryant, the widow of Kobe Bryant, will be honored at the third annual Sports Power Brunch, celebrating the most powerful women in sports on February 8th in Beverly Hills. She will receive the Be Your Own Champion Award for her leadership through the Mamba and Mambasita Sports Foundation. The organization was founded to create a positive impact for underserved child athletes in honor of her husband, Kobe, and daughter, Gianna Gigi Bryant, who died in the helicopter crash that also killed seven others in 2020. Twenty, this will come two years almost to the day about a week and a half later from that original horrific crash coming up Friday we take a look at the Senior Bowl and a lot more so at least until tomorrow stay locked on today